Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. Welcome to the freaking show. I'm excited as I sit here and record this. I mostly am always excited when I sit here and record this. I think I say that every week. Thank you for letting me repeat myself. I enjoy this. I enjoy the the process, the formatting, the reflection, spending some time by myself for a little bit, talking to you about sports cards. And I've said this before, but I hope it never feels like I'm talking at you, I hope it feels like I'm talking with you because that is what we do in the hobby. We talk with our buddies, pals, friends, collectors, whatever you want to call it. And I'm just here to come in, to share some perspective, curate some thoughts from the community, share some things that are happening, things that are on my mind. One big thing that was on my mind and it kind of snuck up on me was this past Friday, March 11th was my, this is a little personal, but I posted this on my Instagram, got some good reaction, made me feel good. It was the three year anniversary that I decided to in my relationship with alcohol. Um, it was something that just needed to happen. It was a life decision, kind of moving on to the next chapter of my life. It wasn't doing me any favors. And for the past three years, I felt happy. I felt healthy. And um, I just look at how much it's improved my state of mind. And I know there's a lot of other people out there that might be struggling. And just from the top, sharing a story about myself personally, even though this is a sports card podcast. If you're struggling and you need help, there's always someone to turn to. So never forget that. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. We need happy and healthy people engaged in the hobby. Um, and that's what I enjoy. I enjoy connecting with all of you on a regular basis. So with all that serious stuff out of the way, let's just jump in and talk cards for a little bit, okay? So I guess first, here in Indianapolis, man, there's been a lot happening. We have the Big Ten tournament going on here. It is Selection Sunday as I record this, and we are going to have endless basketball on the other side. And I was saying this to my wife. Last year during the pandemic, I don't know why, what was happening, but I wasn't as engaged with college basketball. This year, I've watched more college basketball than I think ever before. So I am excited. It seems like there's no big front runners. Seems like this could be anyone's tournament. I'm excited to sit back and enjoy it. I think there are a lot of great times in sports. Um, and I think, you know, I think about week one in the NFL and the anticipation and how awesome is, that is. And, some people love the Masters and, you know, talk about the Masters. And then there's these 
moments when you've got NBA, baseball, football all happening. Um, there's so many of these moments throughout the year, and I think one of them certainly is kind of that Thursday, Friday of March Madness. It just seems like there's always upset storylines and just a lot of momentum. So I decided to look out for myself. I've been working every day for this entire year without a break. And I decided, you know what? St. Patrick's Day, I'm going to take my daughter to the St. Patrick's Day parade here in Indianapolis with my wife, take the day off, get done with that, watch some hoops. It's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. Taking Friday off, doing the double dip. Two day short work week for me, which um, I needed. So we all need to take breaks. If you're out there grinding your um, face into the ground, take a little breather. The work will be there on the other side. That is something that I have not been mindful of and not have done a, not done a good job of this year. And once I saw this week ahead, I said, you know what, I'm going to take a couple days, kind of chill, um, relax, watch some hoops, and enjoy it. Hopefully, you all are doing the same thing. I got a chance to take kind of a online interaction relationship and bring it into real life. I'm going to shout out my man Darren, Darren Herman, Midlife Crisis Cards. Uh, we are He is someone who I've connected with over the past couple of years about just cards and the business side in general and a lot of different other topics. He was in my city, Indianapolis. Also, got he got a chance to stop by uh, Indy Card Exchange, which is great. I, I sent him over there to Andy and that team. Um, to and I know he had some pickups, so I think go check out his page. He's been posting those, but it's just great to meet someone from the hobby in the community and just sit down for breakfast and talk a little bit. So, Darren, thank you for that. I enjoyed our time together a lot. The big thing, and this will be the theme, I guess, if you will, of this episode and what I'm going to explore and what to explore with you, the member of the community, and have asked members of the hobby about this and their perspective, but we are not only entering March Madness Week, I think maybe even more exciting and significant to me personally as a fan of sports, we are entering into NFL free agency and oh baby, has it been stirred up a lot. So what I'm going to do is talk a little bit about free agency, talk about players. I want to talk about transition and in our collecting when our players that we collect transition to new teams what does that mean so going to spend some time on this um, but before I do I want to say thoughts are out to one of the best guys one of the most beloved guys in professional wrestling Big E shout out to Big E in a speedy recovery he took a nasty bump on Smackdown this past week uh, ended up breaking his neck. He's been in the hospital. He has mobility. Um, he's been on his Instagram or Twitter machine and recording videos and sharing them out. He's in good spirits. What else would you expect? But I think just sometimes we, in sports and in entertainment, you got to think about what these individuals are doing and putting their bodies on the line on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think accidents happen and things kind of go sideways. And I just wanted to say, just as a fan of professional wrestling, as a fan of Big E and what he has done in his career, that I am thinking a lot about him and wish him the best. If anyone can overcome it, it is Big E. 
So let's talk about the primary topic that I want to explore today, and that is player transition. So last week, as I record this, there was a freaking tidal wave of transition, and there is going to be even more. So I think you've got the quarterbacks, obviously. You've got a bunch of news, obviously. I think you have something that directly, a transition that directly impacted me as not only a fan of my team, but also of a player that I used to collect, keyword used to. Um, I think, and it all started with the domino effect of Aaron Rodgers. And I think we were all waiting for that moment of Aaron Rodgers to make his decision because once Aaron Rodgers made his decision, then the anticipation was then the dominoes were going to start to fall, and by God, did they fall. And so not only do we have these players that are transitioning to do teams, but with that, there are implications within the hobby. And so what I want to do is kind of talk a little bit about what those implications are, get some perspective from the community on how they think about cards in their PC when players move. But I think with Rodgers, uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know how I feel. I felt like towards the end, since it took a while and there was some sentiment, I kind of felt like he was probably, if he was coming back to football, which I think he still has several good years in him based on being a back-to-back MVP. Um, hard to argue against that. Um, I, th- I felt like he might be going back to Green Bay and that is what happened. So I don't know. Like with Aaron Rodgers and his cards, does that help or hurt? His card market, to me, when I first jumped back in the hobby and I was looking at Aaron Rodgers and his cards, there just didn't seem to be a ton of uh, interest based on the skill and his place in the game of football when he hangs it up. And I would look at that delta and be like, man, you've got a future first ballot Hall of Famer who is wowing me with his play every week. Yeah, is he kind of weird? Yeah, is he maybe not the most marketable guy? Yeah, is he kind of polarizing at times? For sure. But it's undeniable based on what he has done in his career and then what his card prices were a couple years ago. It just didn't make too much sense to me. And I think, you know, with with Rodgers, and the thing I don't understand is there are a bunch of anti-Rodgers people and everyone is always, when he gets... Last couple of years when he's bounced out early of the playoffs, and by, by, by no means, I'm no Aaron, Aaron Rodgers apologist. I'm just a guy who thinks he's a hell of a football player and likes to watch him play. Everyone's trashing him, all this. People have a very, people forget about what's happened, and it's always about what's happening now. And I understand that. That's sports, and what have you done for me lately? But I also think that a Super Bowl win and having a Super Bowl win under your belt is significant, and that will hold you above water for a very, very long time. So you take a Super Bowl win, granted it happened a long time ago, and then put it up against his career accolades and what he's done. It's just hard to deny Rodgers, in my opinion. So I have been monitoring his cards, and it looks like he's seen more appreciation over the last couple of years, and that delta is beginning to shrink a little bit. Now, once he remains in Green Bay, it'll be interesting to see if, one, he can get back to the Super Bowl, two, what his card market does. I think those are some things that I'm monitoring. This will certainly be, I think, 
the last chapter and the last stage of his career. And just because it's the end of the road or we're turning towards the end of the road doesn't mean that this guy can't win a Super Bowl. A lot of the greats, think about Brady, think about Manning, won at the end. So I think that is something important to call out. One of the other dominoes that fell was a big one, and it was a transition. And it was a transition that I'm sure was tough for a certain fan base and very exciting for another. And that was Russell Wilson's move from Seattle to Denver. There has been a lot of speculation over the last two years. Is Russell happy? Does he want to move? And finally, we saw that trade package, significant trade package put in place. And I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. I think he's uh, one of the league's best guys, a elite quarterback. I think he is positioned well in Denver. Based on the hall, it's kind of like one of the, they went all in. So it's one of those deals where it's like Denver pretty much needs to win a Super Bowl during his run there for them to justify what's happening, or at least that's what I'm saying. So with that, you, you're seeing Russell Wilson, and I, I posted this on my stories. The day he got traded to Denver, there were, based just on what Card Ladder was pulling, there's 245 sales of Russell Wilson cards, which is a crazy volume. There's a 5K Prism Rookie Auto that sold on my slabs for 5K. There was just a ton of transactions. So when I see this super force of selling of Russell Wilson in the one day time frame, to me, it's excitement of a lot of new people coming in who are Broncos fans, a lot of new people who see opportunity, maybe a lot of Seattle fans who are selling off some Russell Wilson cards. All of these factors are culminating for there to be that many sales in one day, which is nuts. So I think whenever there's a compelling event in the hobby, and we know like when someone moves to a new team, chances are their prices are going to go up right away because there's a lot of attention and interest. Now it'll just be interesting to see, does that sustain through the season and what happens with his cards once he puts on that orange? And I'd be remiss if I did not comment on the quarterback, the former quarterback of my team that didn't last very long, Carson Wentz. Now, Carson Wentz is now a Washington commander. And man, I did see this coming, not necessarily to Washington, but I'm one of those guys. I've got teams, the Colts, I've got teams across all of sports. The Colts are my team of teams, season ticket holder, fan for life, hardcore, on the beat, listening to podcasts, consuming articles. I'm nose to the grindstone when it comes to following the Indianapolis Colts. Now, based on what happened during the season, what happened at the end of the season, and the sentiment that I have been pulling from, it was undeniable that we were going to move Carson Wentz. Now, is Carson Wentz a highly skilled, capable quarterback? I, I think so. Did he have a terrible year for the Indianapolis Colts? Not at all. However, the organization didn't have the faith and confidence that he was the leader they needed for the future. And so they decided to recoup some of what they gave up for him and trade him. And now Carson Wentz is on a new team. Now, for me as a, a person, you rewind the tape a year ago, once the, the, the trade happened and Carson Wentz was coming into Indianapolis, my immediate reaction was, wow, a guy who 
has proven himself, maybe been on a rough year, maybe a rough year, coming off a rough year, but has proven he he can be highly skilled. We have a team, seven Pro Bowlers this last year. You bring in a Carson Wentz, what does that do? Well, what we learned is that Carson Wentz wasn't winning us games. In fact, he might have been losing us games because he wasn't making the plays we needed him to, to make, and so we moved them. So for me, if rewinding that tape, I went nuts, right? My mentality was new quarterback, a uh, quarterback that his card prices are affordable based on a lot of other factors. And most of the time, the last thing people saw of him wasn't great. So now it was time to buy. So over the last, you know, call it six to 10 months, I went pretty hard at buying Carson Wentz cards. Prism parallels, gold stuff from all years, championship tickets, spent a lot of money on Carson Wentz. Now, did I double my money? Did I win a bunch of awards because I bought Carson Wentz when he got traded to the Colts? No. In fact, I took a big L. I took a big L based on when he was playing football this year, There was the market was not like, oh, Carson Wentz is winning the Colts games. Let me go buy them. People saw what Jonathan Taylor was doing, and it overshadowed anything Carson Wentz did. So I saw this happening. I saw the fact that once the season ended the way it did on a negative note with Carson not playing great along with everyone else and us missing the playoffs, not the best time to sell, but I knew I needed to offload some some of his cards. So I started selling, rolling out, rolling out. Now when the smoke was forming and more people said, you know, I don't think Carson's going to be here for the long haul, I started to offload. And by the end of it, I had two championship tickets in my possession and all the rest of my Carson cards were gone and I was spending them that, those funds on other things like Peyton wrestling cards that I wanted to collect. Now I bought a big card and I needed to kind of recoup this. So I did judgment day, went over to the, the case, looked at the cards, two Carson cards, and I sent them to consignment. I sent them to Wharf, and I knew it wasn't the best time or felt like it might not be the best time because there was no news on him. Well, when my cards got sent to him, they got put up for auction, and then the deal happened. So now I've got that to my, I guess, benefit is he's in a new place. Maybe there's some Commanders fans out there. The auctions will have closed by the time uh, this episode goes live, but it's just funny how I, I went from having probably 10 really strong Carson Wentz cards to now I have absolutely zero. And I'm looking for a new quarterback. Maybe by the time this episode goes live, there will be another one. We will have to see. I just think player transition is such a fascinating topic because it forces us as collectors to make a decision. Do we want to buy into it? Do we want to sell into it? Do we want to hold? So I'm going to share some responses about what the community said at the end of this because there's a lot there. I think one of the things that you'd have to have been living under a rock if you didn't see this week was the V Friends Gary V cards that dropped. Okay, everyone's got an opinion on them. Everyone likes them. Everyone hates them. This is what I want to say. I think it's cool that Ryan Johnson, card collector too, Gary, did the video. Ryan's a fan of Gary. Got the Card Talk podcast integration there's a promotion around V Friends. If you look at the stats, there was 22,644 bids on 
getting a box of V Friends cards. The clearing price was $2,150 for the Series 1. This was Fan Fanatics. First big release with uh, zero cool cards. And remember last week when I was talking about zooming out, and I think not everyone who listens to this show wants to get or wants to have anything to do with V Friends. I, I didn't buy. I didn't even consider it because it had absolutely no interest to me. I think the project does it, the price point. It's just not for me. It's not, I'm not interested in it. And I'd rather take that $2,100 and spend it on a wrestling card that I really love. And I think it did have those feels of like wanting to get involved, wanting to participate, wanting to be a part of it early. And I think that's a good thing. So while I don't want to spend money and jump on these cards, there's a lot of other people that do. And I think alternative markets and more people coming into the hobby is a really good thing. And I'd say the first round of experimentation for Zero Cool and Fanatics has been a good one. And we'll wait and see what is next. So I think that is just really important where we should have the self-awareness that if there is a project that is not for us that is dropping, but a lot of other people are excited about, like it's not great to just go shit on it. It really isn't. Chances are that people that might have come in and are buying that will have interest in other areas of the hobby and potentially areas um, that involve cards in your PC that you might buy or you might sell off and maybe a new participant is there to buy it. So just wanted to share some perspective there because that has been on my mind. Another thing that is on my mind is contenders. I think there has been a ton of chatter from the community on contenders this week and it's very polarizing. I think this is important. It strikes emotion within the hobby and in the community because people freaking care. It is a significant brand. To me, it is the true rookie autos in football. Dates back to 98. You got Manning rookie tickets that are commanding prices. Think about the Tom Brady rookie ticket. You can't go to any big auction without seeing one listed and going for an astronomical price. I'm not huge on autos on Chrome cards. And I don't know. That's just me. Like, I know a lot of people are, but I would rather have, if I am getting an autograph, I'd rather have it on paper. And if I'm searching for a football autograph on paper, it's going to be contenders. I think you've got cracked ice. You've got champ tickets. There's so much great stuff to chase in contenders. And I think people cared because people don't like the design. People think that it doesn't look great. It's got sticker autos. I think that's why we're seeing all of this chatter about it. It is do I think it's the best design they've ever done? No. Actually like probably one of the worst. But that's just me. That's my opinion. But does it discount the legacy and lineage of contenders in football cards? I don't think so. I think legendary artist slash memester Lamim James summed it up best this week in a meme. So go check out his meme. And it was uh, Eddie Murphy on there and it said, Can't hate on sticker autos if they all look like sticker audios. And his quote was they're playing 4D chess over here. And I think that was pretty good. And I even me looking through the Instagram posts and everything, I had a hard time telling what was a sticker auto and what wasn't. So again, if you're into contenders, you're buying it, you're ripping it, post it, share it, tell us how you feel. Like the more people that are sharing the positive along with the negative, 
is really good, but I don't think Contenders is going anywhere. Well, it's not going anywhere for the time being. I think people care and it's significant. And I even noticed that in a Josh Allen sale this week that Card Ladder posted as an all-time high, the 2018 Josh Allen rookie ticket PSA 10, which is a Pop 133, not serial numbered, sold for 7500 on March 11th um, via best offer on eBay. And it sold for 4500 on March 17th a year ago. So it's up 61%. And I think people care about this and it's a desired product. I think zooming out, this is what ha- is happening in football cards with a player like Josh Allen a month removed from the Super Bowl. We, I think we always want to tie elevating prices to accolades, MVPs, playoff wins, championships. And we love speculation, but sometimes it's performance we can never forget. And I think I can't forget what Josh Allen did in a, in a loss in Kansas City and the rest of the hobby can't. I think that's why we're continuing to see football card momentum, football card momentum around contenders and other products. And it's exciting. And I was on here last year and I just said, we need to talk about football cards and spent all year talking about it. And now there's so much momentum and it's just fun. It just makes so much sense. And even if you're not jazzed up about the latest contenders product, there are still people lining up for this version, especially for the chances of guys like Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. And if any of these guys can sniff the performances of what Josh Allen has done in his career, even though he hasn't won the Super Bowl, then it makes getting involved make sense. I want to thank Nick Worf Sports Cards. I got a lot of good feedback on that. I love that episode, exploring a topic that I haven't heard many people talk about, consignment, show bidding, that sort of thing. I think he's a really good person. He's someone who I will be bringing back on. Brooklyn Barry Bright is going to be the... Uh, guest on this Friday's episode. He is someone who I've been connecting with. He collects Ladanian Tomlinson. He is a Hall of Fame football collector, shiny, fun stuff, something that I think needs more airtime. So excited to talk to a collector in the field. I posted my Roman Reigns Superfractor, finest man, and I got a great reaction. I'm really excited about that card. That is a card that I'm sending a bunch of cards to consignment to pay for. I'm a Roman Reigns guy. I've always been a Roman Reigns guy. His market is doing wild things on the wrestling card front. Um, I'm just along for the ride, and I'm having fun as a collector, getting into that one-of-one, getting into that super fractor space. That is four Roman Reigns one-of-ones for me, and you know what? I just can't stop. Also, we saw some news on WWE Prism. People are getting jazzed up. Boxes are being sold. People are complaining about the price. Welcome to the new era, baby. I just want to say, stay tuned on this channel if you're interested in more on Prism. I'm lining up an episode you're not going to want to miss. So if you're a fan of wrestling cards or interested in Panini's takeover of the WWE license, stay tuned. There will be an episode for you. And I will also say Tops is going out with the bang. The finest product that just dropped, their second installment, is really, really nice. I bought some parallels of Roman. Those are coming in the mail. And I'm really freaking excited to get those in hand. Let's close it out. I asked the community if just give some perspective on players that have left. Do you keep collecting them? Left your team? Do you keep collecting them? Do you go move on, sell? Like, what do you do? So here's some responses. Give me good times. 
kept collecting Andrew McCutcheon. He's still debating on continuing to collect Demonis Sabonis. I think that's fair. Sometimes it takes time during transition of a player, and I think that's a real measuring test. Did I like this guy because he was contributing to my team, or do I have the same feelings now that they're wearing another jersey? Damn Jacko. Uh, we gotta, this might be a polarizing take here, everyone. What do you think? He said, Kyrie Irving, always a pickup for me. Obviously been through a bunch of different teams. When he walks away, his legacy will speak for itself. Okay, a lot of people want to measure the bad times with Kyrie and all the controversy, but hey, he did have a pretty damn big play um, during that finals run. What do you say? Brooks English 44, Julio Jones will collect him no matter where he is. There we go. Karolinko collector. Carl Malone and Karolinko, both I collect even when they left the Jazz. Sometimes I have to remember Carl Malone was not a with the Utah Jazz for his entire career. That Lakers run, man, that was kind of weird. Speaking of Darren midlife crisis cards, this is kind of an easy one. Durant, Jordan, LeBron James. <laughs> Elite players, doesn't matter where they are, I'm just going to collect them. I, I get that. Um, Hell Mary. CSC, DeAndre Hopkins, a fan, will collect wherever he goes. Singapore Texan sports cards, kept collecting Brett Favre along his last stops along the way. And man, not a Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard collector anymore. Stopped, and he had some explicit, explicit words, and then he called him a traitor. <laughs> so there's some, that, if, if you feel betrayed by a guy leaving your city, Typically, that might mean in you stopping collecting and or selling their cards. Bear down, boiler up. Kept collecting Drew Brees and Jordan. Stopped collecting Mitch Trubisky and D. Rose. You know, that's the Trubisky as a Bears fan. I think about that, and I think about Carson as a Colts fan. It's Trubisky's a little different because he was drafted to the Bears. For Carson, like his rookie cards aren't even in with the Colts, so I literally have no reason to collect him anymore. So see you later pal. Kevin M. Cormier, my Bo Jackson collection is only playing days of Royals and Raiders, as it should be. I think that's that's what everyone remembers him by. 916 collectibles, keep collecting LeBron and Donovan McNabb. Doc collects cards. Randy Moss, Viking for life in my eyes. Okay there. Some Patriots fans might disagree, but there we go. There you have it. And, and Randy Moss's career is just fascinating. Crazy Amazing run in Minnesota. Not so great runs. Oakland, San Francisco. But man, that that stop in New England. Huh. He was pretty damn good, wasn't he? Corner taking uh, quickly or original. I am pretty sure Ken Griffey never played for the Reds. Sounds like an apologist there. A Mariners apologist. I love it. Volan NC cards. I only collect Titans McNair and Eddie George. Mariners, Griffey, and Vols, Peyton. Very particular. We're particular with their collecting. Drake's PC kept Peyton. Stopped collecting Darren McFadden. He was pretty good in college. Not so much in the NFL. Benore 14 sports cards. Keep coll- collecting Peyton. Stop collecting Iverson. I wanted to bring this up because I think it's an interesting topic. I think there's always going to be players transitioning. Players that we currently have. Active players that were buying our PC. And it, when it comes to that time, free agency period, players moving, it's an interesting thing to consider based on us as fans. Do we keep? Do we sell? 
What do we do? And I think that's a topic I want to continue to talk more about, especially as we're going through crazy free agency period here in the NFL. Hopefully you like what you listened to on this episode. If you do, hit the subscribe button. Tell a damn friend about the Stacking Slabs podcast. And make sure you come back on Friday. I got Brooklyn Barry Bright talking Ladanian shiny Hall of Fame football cards. Let's freaking go, everyone. <laughs>